You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. Follow us on our Facebook page at Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. Or on Twitter at Broadway Curtain. All right. So once again, I don't know what Kevin is going to tell me. And Kevin doesn't know what I'm going to tell him. Let's see what we got. All right. So I'm going to take us in a little different direction. Uh, My friends out there, you'll have to forgive me because I'm really taking us (laughs) into non-Broadway territory. But yet we're still connected. We're still connected. Absolutely. So this is actually uh, from a Disney film. Okay. <laughs> a Disney film. Yes. And this happens to be a sequel to a Disney film. So it was a straight to video release. I love the look that Rob's giving me right now. So um my this my favorite composer ever was not well, my favorite composer. She was she I giving it away, but was tapped to write two songs for this sequel to this movie. And uh, and I bought the CD just because I wanted to hear these songs that she wrote. Now it's I don't know Janine Tesori. Oh, okay. Who, who obviously we all know from From Home, Violet, Carolina Chain, yeah. Shrek the Musical, Third the Modern Millie. I'm a fan, as you can tell. Uh, and so she was tapped to write the songs for Mulan, Dose. <laughs> Really? There is a sequel to Mulan. Now, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, I believe it has like a 4.5 out of 10 like rating. However, there are two songs on there. The whole She didn't write all the songs. She only wrote two songs from it. And she wrote a song called uh, The Opening Number, which is like the Mulan's I Want song. The, it's called Lesson Number One, sung by Leia Salonga. Okay. And then she also has another song called Like Other Girls, which is a, it's, it's, a, it's about a, a bunch of girls singing that they want to be like other girls, but it's about being strong and about being like, you know, tough. Yes. And so, uh, and, and the song, that song opens, you, you start hearing it and you think, oh, I know this voice. Is that, is that Pocahontas? Is that Pocahontas? Judy Kuhn plays one, oh my of, one of the friends, and so she's you, you, she's singing on it, and it's it's glorious. It's the two songs that are I find just little silly gems in the Disney sense of the word, but I think they are well crafted songs. They're interesting to listen to. Leia sounds fantastic on her on her opening song, um, and it's fun. It's just a fun little uh, two two songs. You don't have to watch the whole movie; just get the CD. I <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Mulan too. Oh. Straight to video release, baby. I mean, I got Straight through Mulan one <laughs> with the strength of my good yeah. friend Jack Daniels. That's right. And I and That's I. That's right. Well, you wait. might need some more friends in order to watch this other one. But. So this is so this is two songs that Janine Tesori wrote. Yeah, she was. She. I would love to know the story of why you know how that came to fruition because she doesn't. If you go on any of the websites or anything, she really gets no credit. Really, I mean, uh, interesting. Uh, you know, there another Joey uh, something McNeely uh, or something wrote the the orchestra st- score and he gets most of the credit. And he for gets the most show. of the credit. But no, Janine totally wrote God. two songs, and in my musical theater nerdness, I knew I had to buy every single thing that uh, Janine had written. She's so good. Oh. She is so, so good. Her palette, her voice changed. I mean, this is the same person who wrote Shrek. Yeah. This is the same person who wrote Millie. Yeah. Also, Twelfth Night, you know, when she did that, you know, she did the songs for that, that Lincoln Center production. She's of such Night, a versatile artist. Of which there artist. is a cast recording. Oh, is yeah. there really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's so versatile. Yeah, truly That's, amazing. What's your favorite show show of hers? Uh, Violet is my favorite oh, yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Of all time, but the I, oh, I, of all I, time, of all time, Rob, truly my favorite show of all time, and I and I and I love the original. In fact, one of my most 
number top five theatrical experiences was in 2003 when Playwrights Horizons opened up their new space on 42nd Street. I don't know if anyone remembers, but they did Violet in concert with the original cast. Mm. They did Falsettos in concert with the original cast in 2003, January of 2003, uh, and as a concert to sort of celebrate the space being open. The space was still had dust on the floor. Still, you know, they were still working on it. But uh, I sat in the front row and I was. I, I was a puddle. I mean, I was a, oh. a wreck to see Michael McElroy and Lauren Ward. And I remember Roz Ryan. She, I was, I was so <laughs> embarrassingly like <laughs> sobbing like at the end because it's because the, when they held hands, when yeah. she and McElroy held hands, it was so beautiful. And I was like heaving, and Roz Ryan looked at me. and She was like, "Oh, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Just pity during curtain call because I couldn't even I couldn't even stand like she was like oh baby I mean really like <laughs> I love that's the best look from an actor in curtain call just plain out pity she just for said, the oh you know, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> Wait, did you see the recent revival yes with Sutton yeah loved it same truly, truly. same feelings same, same emotions thing, and everything same, oh gosh it, it to me it's a it is a beautiful story and 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 her her music and the way she captures the storytelling in it is is. Um, it's uh, she's good. no one can no one comes near she's her. Good. I think yeah. As far as living composers like that, it's, she's just truly special. And, oh, I can't wait yeah. to see what she does next. So yeah, that's why I like Mulan too because she still brings that same quality to this directed video released to Mulan too. <laughs> I am so impressed. Uh, you know what I'm really impressed by? As a grown man, you watched Mulan too. That's what really impressed you. Now you're you're married, beautiful wife, but no kids, <laughs> and you bought Mulan two into the house, and Guilty. I picture. So on a VHS cassette or was it a DVD? Or? Oh, I believe it was a it was a DVD. I wow, heard. good yeah. for you. Yeah, I don't good think I still you. have it anymore, but I, I definitely gonna, have the CD. I hope your wife threw it away. <laughs> I hope she was just like, we, we have to talk about this. It's either me or Never Mulan again. Two. It's either me or Judy Kuhn. It's oh, one of the two. Oof. I don't know how I would That's choose. A tough one. I don't know. How I, I, I don't choose know. On that. I don't know how I would choose. Um, All right, what do you have today? Oh, well, you know, it's so hard because yours was so sincere and so wonderful, and mine is so incredibly campy. Well, even I have better. I love a good camp. Right. It's um, called the NBC We Are a Family. <laughs> have you seen this or <laughs> yes. no? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. So NBC in the 80s was having their 60th anniversary, oh and it was this big – and it's musical theater related, so don't, don't give up on me yet. Um, I don't know where they got this idea from. But they said, what if we took everybody from our Friday and Saturday night lineup and we all said that they lived in a translucent 80s house together and they're going to sing We Are a Family from Dreamgirls. I don't know. If you created this, seriously, if you were the director or writer or you came up with this idea, please email or tweet me because I will take you out for the biggest steak dinner of your life to Who say thank you. I don't know. It was the 80s. They were on cocaine. So, oh, but wait a minute. Let me tell you how it starts. First of all, the house, like once again, it's translucent. There are no <laughs> walls. There's just no walls in this house. They're such a tight family. They're not worried of intruders. Right, right. They're not worried that those bastards from ABC, you know, no. Kate, Kate and Allie's not coming oh, over no to rob way. them. So they're like, we're open with this. But then somebody, the director was like, it's going to be kind of weird if they're just singing in the house let's give them household activities to be doing so Nell Carter's sitting there and she's singing she's arranging flowers and then Charlotte Ray from uh, Facts Facts you know girls 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 (laughs) she's cooking and she's just like making everything and she's you know and she sings and she's got first of all she's got a great voice yeah she's she was I mean she was Little Abner right she was Mammy Yoakum and Little Abner she just wrote an autobiography that I really really want to read but so she comes out she's bringing food and then the best the best. It pans away from the kitchen, 
and it goes to B. Arthur oh. coming home with shopping bags. Uh-uh. And she comes in the front door, <laughs> and of course she talks things. Well, or down the octave. Down yeah. the octave. And Two. she just goes, it's more than you. <laughs> it's more than me. It goes upstairs to a bedroom, and it's Punky Brewster, Salil Moonfry. She's sitting there. And it's so clear that somebody had said, oh, it's just a couple of lines of singing. She's going to be fine. She doesn't sing one Note. She just <gasps> stares at the camera no. awkwardly while Nell Carter sings the verse. And so what I'm wondering is, is one of two things happened. Either they were like, oh, she can sing. And then they're like, my God, she can't sing anything. Right. Or Nell Carter was like, fuck that. I'm going to sing the last verse. And this little kid can just sit here and smile. <laughs> I want to go with that option. And I'm really hoping it's that. So that's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. It's literally about two minutes of your life. You have to watch oh, it. I'm watching it. Just for, and I want to ask B. Arthur, I'm like, what are in those shopping bags? What have you brought what home for that family? But just to watch Charlotte Ray, oh you know, and we are growing free. <laughs> then they all went to Australia like the Facts of Life does. Oh all right. I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And this was uh, our favorite behind the curtain. We'll get that title right. Behind the curtain, our favorite things. Uh, if you liked what you saw or heard, uh, let us know. Facebook us, please. Behind the curtain. Broadway's Living Legends. Or hit us up on Twitter at at, uh, Broadway Curtain. (laughs) Uh, Till next time, take care. Goodbye. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into springs. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.